What's up, JFW family? Welcome back to the Channel 23 podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to reach out and touch the fleet, to engage and inform everyone with all things JFW. Good morning, Super Dave, Brother Jim, and Brother Dave. Morning, Good morning. Jim. Good morning, hey. everybody. Yep. What's happening, everybody? Good morning. Just as a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not the opinion of JFW. It's just the opinion of the four men in this room. Absolutely. So don't steal our dad jokes either. We'll sue you. <laughs> Copyright. That's it. Episode 32 stats. We had 221 downloads, but we're at 9781 total downloads. So I'm being assumptive here, guys, but after this week, the next time we're on this podcast, we should have 10,000 downloads. Yeah, breaking the uh, 10,000. Yeah. Crazy. Is that like so. a 100 episode goal? Like on TV where they do so many episodes, we'll have 10,000 oh, downloads? Oh, yeah, where you can be. Wi- what, syndicated they, yeah, or something they shoot for that right that yeah. way they get the reruns hmm. oh, okay. i didn't know yeah. that that was the the yeah, threshold some, yeah something about yeah. that yeah, you yeah can like a hundred episodes and yeah. you can you're syndicated i think then hmm. yeah. nice everybody have a nice memorial day weekend yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely i actually went to the that pool was two weeks ago was it Mm-hmm. I feel like we just had a long he's weekend. He's working a dad joke. <laughs> Are you? Just ruined the setup. You better Damn, start Dave. again, Jim. Damn, Dave. I was about to get him. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, I was at the pool the other day, and uh, this lady's waving, and I couldn't tell if she was waving at me or the person behind me. In other news, I got fired from my part-time life save, life lifeguard <laughs> job. <laughs> Man. <laughs> oh, man. I think that was as good as mine. Do you know I keep getting hit by a <laughs> bicycle every morning? No, I didn't know that. It's a vicious cycle. Oh, I like that one. <laughs> That's good. Hey, do nice you know job. also, Jam, oh. on the three-day weekend, <laughs> I was uh, shopping for a coffin. <clears throat> it was the last thing I knew I'd need. <laughs> Okay, we're doing twofers. Man, that's a dark one. Yeah, I don't know how that started. Huh. Uh, I'll put two comments in mine then, since everything's going on with the Johnny Depp trial, and you know he was like Pirates of the Caribbean. Right. Do you guys know where pirates get their sand from? The beach. <laughs> Pit R. Ah, is that a homemade dad That joke? is a yeah, homemade that is. dad I joke. like that. I can take yeah. no credit for that whatsoever. That is all from Paco. Uh, he, is a, he is creative. That's a good one. Oh, there you go. Yeah, oh, that's, that's way better than mine. I, I'm probably recycling this one, but I'm not smart enough to know it. But you know what? I am smart enough to know that I need to go on a diet. So I started a seafood diet. When I see food, I eat it. Kaboom! Man. Man. I've been doing that for years, Davis. (laughs) It's not a good plan. There's no success in that. Right? Yeah. 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 Guys know what a, a duck says when it buys lip gloss? (laughs) <laughs> put it on my bill, oh, <laughs> bill. Uh, too good yeah all right new two new teammates this week we got doug murr and justin sikowski's back hey yeah, yeah welcome guys. back yeah, welcome, and doug. welcome, welcome back, aboard justin. doug yeah good to see justin back celebrations birthdays jack dominico and mike martinez have birthdays this week happy birthday guys yeah, happy birthday, Jack, Mike. Happy birthday, fellas. Mm-hmm. Jack took off for his birthday. I did the same thing this year, so I get it. 
Anniversaries. Jesus Varela, one year today. Congratulations. Awesome. Hey, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Tafoya, two years tomorrow, and Ryan Ryan Emerling, two years on Thursday. Yeah, congratulations, right. awesome, you, guys. you guys. Yep, glad to have you guys yeah. here. Thank you for all the hard work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Rick Ray wanted to give a shout-out to Pat Johnson for cleaning up the ramp in the stockpile at Plant 11 so trucks could dump. He said this helped the Easter trucks out so they didn't have to come back loaded. So thanks, Pat. Yeah, way to go, Pat. Absolutely. <coughs> does, Pat, does Pat have a CB handle or a nickname? Do we ever call him anything? I no. don't believe so, no. We, we don't, but he's got a CB handle. I can't remember what it is. Huh. We got to fix that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, guys. Well, uh, one thing that happened over this weekend is we competed in the 2022 Truck Driving Championships. And I got to tell you, it was a good time. I was really impressed with the turnout. Dustin, he was out there with his wife, Tabitha, and his daughter, Bella, and son, Landon. Troy had Jennifer, his wife, and Alyssa and Evan, his kids out there. Vince had his wife, Melissa, out there. Anthony Harper had Mary out there. Potter, Jesse, Casey, and Rick were out there. Jennifer Hayes, our old dispatcher, she was out there. Nice. Dale brought his grandson, Fletcher, and then Veronica and Alonzo came, and they brought down brought four of their kids. But... <laughs> That was Adeline, Giselle, Carolina, and Mario. And then I had my wife, Ace, and Bella out there. <laughs> Got to tell you, the kids were all great. They were a lot of fun. There was face painting going on, and it was just a good time. That and is the, awesome. The food was outstanding. So Dustin and uh, Troy, they both cooked uh, some uh, pork shoulders, so they did some pulled pork. Mm. Veronica made these kick-ass breakfast burritos for everybody. And then, uh, yeah, it was it was just really good. So, and then we did okay. <clears throat> we uh, actually brought home some hardware, and I think I didn't write it down, but Vince took third place in five axle. Let's see if I get this all right. Anthony Harper took second place in four axle, and then Casey took third place in flatbed. So, we got to bring home some hardware. Yeah, congratulations, you guys, and. We did see the pictures. I think a lot of it was on Facebook and stuff. But to keep, see the kids all face painted up and stuff oh, yeah. like that, and that's that's awesome. You guys, glad yeah. you guys had such such fun, and and congratulations to everybody. It was Absolutely. a good time. We we were a rowdy bunch, you know. When our guys were competing, we were making a lot of noise, and one lady kind of signaled that she thought we were drinking because we were so rowdy. But we were just <laughs> so excited. I just think it's so cool because <clears throat> all those trucks are not end dumps. You know, mm-hmm. there's not an end dump division, so right. we're competing in classes and and bringing home hardware with trucks that we don't even drive every day. So, I was pretty impressed. Sure, yeah. Rick made a comment to me. It's like the flatbed ones. It was one of the long western trucks with a flatbed, yeah. and then they put the cardboard in the back window so you can't you know peek out the back window. And yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sounded they, sounded like it's a it's a good competition. Yeah, they taped the spot mirrors too, so you know that you can't use the spot mirrors on your hood and. There was uh, one point where there, there's a couple spots where there's like a $50 bill on the ground and you got to cover it completely with your steer tire. And if you do so, you get the 50 bucks and 50 points. So that was pretty cool. I wonder how many drivers got that. I know Vince Meekins got it. Yeah, we, nice. yeah, yeah. we ended up getting yeah. one time, right? Yeah. yeah. And then so cool to see family members out there because you get to learn a little bit about people. Like Vince's wife, his wife, Melissa, she's retiring after 21 years of being a teacher. Wow. So this this month at the end, I mean she's done, but at the end of the month it's official. She's retired, 
And she finished up teaching forensics. How cool is that? That is cool. Wow, yeah, she yeah. spent the last 16 years in Aurora teaching, and she's a forensics teacher. So I think that's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, you guys. Yeah. Think, uh, what do you think about next year? I know we're thinking about having uh, our own truck rodeo at Yard 23. Yeah, I know Dave came up yesterday, and I, I said something to Dave. I said, are we going to try to do that next year? And Dave's like, oh, too late. He said, I already uh, challenged Dustin and Troy, or, or uh, I guess Dustin was in here, wasn't he? Troy. Troy was in here. I definitely told Troy about it, and I said, Troy, you need to get with Dustin. Make it happen. I said, you just had it this weekend. Put your heads together and get it done. Yeah. yeah. And so, you, were, you were talking April 1st, right? Yep. Yeah, there's April already 1st. a date. April 1st. Yep. At, yeah. Yeah. Yard 23, and, and then I know Rick was in getting something worked on yesterday, and I mentioned it to Rick to get with Dustin and Troy, yeah. and you guys figure it out. Great yeah. guys to put it all together and get it all done. Yeah, and yep. they, they did mention about just our company, and we talked about opening it up to anybody, anybody that wants to show up. The only thing we'd kind of do is probably keep it in-dump more specific where you're you're dumping a load, you're backing up, you know, how, how those kind of things. Sure. Yep. So, yeah, it'd be exciting. Yeah, I mean, there's other in-dump companies, and I know some of our guys are friends with some of the guys at other in-dump companies. So oh, absolutely. I think that would be a really great way to meet some of the other drivers from oh, yeah. like Calabrese. I mean, we all do the same job, so how cool would it to be to spend a day together competing? And Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, you know, friendly competition like that, and maybe some recruiting, <coughs> get to show them what JFW's <laughs> right. about and what kind of equipment and yeah. how in-dumping works and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, maybe yeah. some smoked meats. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Sounds like the food was covered over there this weekend. Uh, yeah, it, it was good. It was definitely good. Good stuff, yeah. Speaking Great. of good food, we had some good food here yesterday. We had some uh, Smoking Dave's barbecue for a special event. We actually inducted somebody else into the Silent Warrior Club. So that was a good time to sit down and celebrate somebody for perfect attendance, accident-free, not complaining, does whatever we ask so on and so forth yeah yeah being being that silent warrior just what it says jim yep yep i believe that's he was the 26th i think when we looked it up was it 26 Six, yeah and and came up with 25 so there's okay there's 26 silent warriors out there now nice very cool nice what else can we do for because i know these guys are in a special club so to speak and they deserve to be in that club, but it feels like we're not touching some of the guys in between brand new and then the silent warriors. There's guys that are here for over a decade, you know, that didn't meet the mark, but they're also excellent drivers. So maybe we need to come up with something else. Yeah. Great question, Jam. I, I mean, I like that. The, the silent warriors, that's, that's a group of guys that didn't even know they were doing it. Right. You know, and then, and then <laughs> right. you put this extraordinary set of, rules out there or goals and you find that we have people meeting it right and they they weren't even aware of it right like you said that's a that's a different group and not a not a special group to to alienate anybody right but you know, like you said to bring other people on board in a in another group you know that that may not have that chance of making that group just because they have you know, I don't know, family issues, you know, missed some days, did stuff like that, have, right. have things out of their control. They could still be part of another group that, you know, mentors, you know, I, I keep going back to, I love that comment that me and Rick had on the, uh, on the phone, Rick Collin, about being positive and more you talk about being positive in the achievements, 
that that brings other people up to wanting to be those spots, you know, to, right. to putting the shopping cart away. You know, I, I imagine that as many times as we've talked that on the podcast, there's a few people that are at Home Depot or, or you know, King Supers that push that cart away now because we, we talked about it right. and, and being responsible. So, yeah, I think, there's, I think there's some room to include other people and come up with some groups. Yeah, I feel it's great to be inclusive, but also great to celebrate people who meet a certain criteria. You Absolutely. Know? So, you know, celebrating the Silent Warriors has nothing to do with other people not doing a great job. So, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you could, be, you could just make, I mean, look how important accident-free would be. Ah, that is. You know, how, how much money is that? Yeah, I mean, and they're already getting a nice bonus for being accident free right absolutely absolutely yeah. yeah so i mean we have a lot of programs in place already but we'll keep thinking and scratching our heads on this one yeah if anybody's got any ideas they know your email right your, your yeah. phone number you nobody know? in this room is hard to get a hold of yeah we're all yeah, here absolutely. every day so absolutely uh something else coming up be on the lookout i'm gonna make a bamboo announcement a little later this afternoon but uh Paco and Lauren are involved in this outreach event called Hope for My City. And they came, they had, they had another name as well yesterday, but basically they are raising money to help a underserved high crime neighborhood, the Westwood community, which is like federal and first down to federal and Alameda. There's people in need there. There's people in need for everywhere, but this is the community that they're focused on right now. Uh, we're going to try to raise a little bit money for their event. I know we talked about, you know, we'll match anything that the, the fleet raises or our employees raise. We'll yep. match that. So I'm excited to see how we could help out. Uh, hope for my city. Should be a good event. Yeah. Yeah. Any, you know, like you said, Jam, anytime where you can help people in need. Yep. You know. Yep. Want to talk about missing tickets? Yeah, just right <laughs> quickly, you guys. Uh, missing tickets. You all know that we've went to uh, – entering your stuff in Axon and, and doing the tickets on your phone and stuff. Just got to make you guys aware, um, like on the Brennan uh, payments, um, there's a lot of tickets that go through the system automatically. And when Ann ran the tickets, um, we had, I think I wrote down here on my notes, 28, 27, might have been more than that, tickets that JFW was paid for and no drivers turned them in. Wow. Well, that's good news. That was down from 35 the week before. Was it Was it 35? Yeah. I, I, I it didn't was remember. 35 just... last week when we announced it. So there's over 70 tickets that people aren't getting paid for. I mean, I'm that's just going to gonna just throw a ballpark figure out there of $50 to the driver. So there's seven. That's $3,500. That's not cool, guys. I mean, I know... I would never want to do anything for free. Right. And how does that happen? Are they not? They're just not. They're, I turn, mean, is it not back turn. in the old days, you'd lose a ticket behind your seat because the wind would blow it out there. But I mean, they're just not turning them in, not taking pictures. It's just Yeah, it's just not taking the pictures and putting them in the Axon app. Hmm. You know, they might be turning them in, but that's not how we do it anymore. We thought to make sure we didn't lose a ticket behind the seat, didn't lose it in the box, you know, didn't get lost someplace you get the ticket you take a picture of it or you turn it in on your axon app and we we absolutely have it right dave mm -hmm. no we're still missing Gosh. like dave said 35 the week before whatever 28 you know this last week and and you know 
not to go on the dark side, but we get complained. I don't make enough money here. I don't make enough money here. But you guys are making enough money that you can leave, you know, 70 tickets unaccounted for. Yeah. How That's, do you not pay attention to that? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're throwing it out here on the podcast, making you guys aware of it. You guys are leaving yeah. money on the table. Double check. Be more more careful when you're doing your paperwork. Bottom line, it's your paycheck. You know the old saying, the job is not finished until the paperwork's complete. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it kind of leads in. I, I don't want to jump around. Do it. Uh, jam, but the... So missing the tickets lowers your income, right? We, mm. we get that. And what is, our, what is our daily income? What does that all affect? Everything. Your gross income affects everything. So your attendance... Turning in your tickets. So if you're not turning in tickets, you're basically working for free. So you basically shouldn't have came to work that day. I mean, if you didn't turn in all your tickets, which is probably not the case, right? But that affects your daily average. Your daily average affects your holiday pay. It affects your PTO pay. It affects your safety bonus. It affects a lot. Right? I mean, that's, I mean, that's what, yeah, I just, that's, that whole piece is, is blowing me away. And I, I hope you guys understand what Jam's saying. So let's say you average $250 a day. I'm just throwing that figure out there. And now you're missing tickets and you drop down to $225 a day. Okay, $25 a day. So that means your safety bonus was based on $225. Your PTO day was based on $225. Your holiday pay was based on $225. Um, All of that was now based on $225. Not two hundred and fifty bucks, right? And maybe if you turn all your tickets in, maybe you're a three hundred dollar a day, right? Right. So you're you're really hurting yourself all the way through, right? You know, and let let's say they're let's say they're Friday tickets, mm. and you busted your ass all week and work Saturday, and you left two tickets off for Friday. Did you just miss your Friday bump on those tickets? Yeah. What if you missed one ticket on a Saturday? You know, starting pay on a Saturday is 38%. Yeah, and that's the ticket you didn't turn in? Wait a minute. So are you saying if I take an unpaid day off, my daily average goes down? Yes. Hmm. Right? Because that's (laughs) you were a $250 a day average driver, right? Well, I was until I took that unpaid day off. Exactly. What would you lower it to, Dave? Maybe $200? I, I yeah, I don't know. Because it hurts your average, right? right. Yeah, if you but, took 1500 divided by 5 versus 1500 Oh, no. I did that backwards. Yeah. If you took 1500 divided by 5 versus 1250 divided by 5 right. that's what you're looking at. Right, right. exactly. Right, yeah. but if you scheduled that day off and you got paid for it via your PTO right. that's based on your daily average, yep. that is like a win, a win, a win-win. Yep. Right? Because I'm saying that, right, you guys? I mean... I, I almost have the feeling that free money is about to come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was saving it for you. Dave, what'd you just uh, say? Free money. No. Man, I'm just reminiscing to this morning. We had a culture interview with Ish. And, Which was uh, a good culture yeah, interview. He gets guy. it. He gets it. And, I mean, he's only been here four weeks, but he's here early every day and... Man, I just feel like that guy's going to knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, he's got Silent Warrior written all over him. Yep. Yeah, you could tell he sees the big picture, is is wanting to hone his craft and understand how everything works. And, you know, just what a great deal. You know, he had that, that incident up at uh, Morrison 
a couple weeks ago and really struggled through it and had a trainer up there with him and you know his reply when he came in is hey can i run some more loads out of morrison so i can get this figured out and down pat you know where other people would have come in and went right to dispatch like don't send me to morrison i don't want to go to morrison again this guy came in and is like hey send me there punish me i I gotta i gotta get this figured out the only way for me to get better is to keep doing it please sir may i have another right yeah that is just that just speaks volume to his character yeah his attitude his smile just yep the whole thing is just infectious yeah yep so Love it. Well, hopefully everybody understands the the pay. I know we were kind of had some satire and stuff going there, but yeah, you guys, when you take an unpaid day off, that just really hurts your daily average. And I know Jim and I were just throwing out numbers like from three hundred to two fifty. Right. It, it's not fifty dollars a day, but it adds up. It's yeah. significant. I don't know. We we should probably do the math at some point just to get a, a relative average, you know, but. Yeah, it's it's a it's a lot. Yeah, it just makes me think of guys time managing at the end of the day. Like you're at work and you could be increasing your daily average, but you're just gonna Right. So when you take a paid day off you make more money. Right. Or a holiday like we just had two weeks ago and you get paid for Memorial Day, you know, a day none of us had to work except the Coors guys that volunteered, they got a higher average because they hauled more and make more every day. So Yeah. yeah, it affects everything, and it and you know this discussion can can lead so many places. You know, just like you said, when you're time managing and and sitting someplace, kind of hiding out. You know, what about you know the the teammates that aren't the good culture fit and things like that that aren't calling in on the radio. You know, don't wear their their safety gear when they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. You know, the following two closes that we're having trouble with not getting out of here on time you know and and getting out of here on time i want to address that you know we ask you to be here at five we don't ding you until after six so you have an hour to get out of here and and you're not even dinged right you know so yeah it just leads so many yeah you're not one minute late you're an hour and one minute late yeah yeah when you leave at 601 yeah we ran into that where the guys are like well, I was only five minutes late. I left at 6.05. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. Our start time is five. Right. You're an hour and five minutes late if you want to get technical about it. We just give you an hour for free. Yeah, and when, when, you, have the whole, when you have the whole culture or the rest of the teammates leaving on time, so they're rewarded Friday and Saturday, and then you go, oh, I, I was just two minutes late. You know, and it, it, it sounds like we're picking on somebody, but that's 6.02. When the whole entire rest of the 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 team left, right. they're out working, and and they they know the rule, and they know to to get the benefit, they have to be out of here before six to get that bump. Right. So it it's not fair to the rest. You know, we've said it a couple times this morning before the podcast. We're you know dead silence here, right? Quick, but we all can't get a trophy. What it boils down to. And I was trying to say it a different way, but we all don't get a participation trophy. <laughs> just doesn't work that way, does it? No. The world does no. not work that I, way. I don't, want, I don't want to, you know, I had a conversation with Serge, you know, bugging him about wearing a safety vest. Is that you know, all? Huh? Just. <laughs> okay. That was the I'll one stop. question was just the Serge on the, on, okay. the, on the safety vest or, or wearing our PPE. Is that I had to participate. I have to put on my safety vest. I ha- when I go places, I have to be that representative 
for JFW when I go in place. So I have to throw my hard hat on. Because I I will get a trophy for that. I want a trophy. But I got a trophy because I did it right. I didn't get a trophy and, and get to keep working here because I didn't do it. You know, it's also and, part of our creed. Together we're responsible for our words and actions, right? Yeah, yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, it's it's uh, you know it's like turning in your missing tickets, you know, and we're getting a little bit on the soapbox, but this is important stuff, you guys. And, and we're talking about money that is just there for the old Bill Belichick showing up and doing your job. When 90% of us show up and do our jobs, you know, and like, you know, Rick Collins there, or Colleen, sorry, when, when, you're, when you're praising somebody and we have so many people that do such a great job around here and they don't get praised enough because, you know, to tell the truth, I, I don't think there's some guy that can meet, some people that can meet their bar. Their standard, right? Yeah, and those guys they they just do it because that's how they're built. They just go yeah. out and do it. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> I feel like uh, well, I'm gonna try to stay in order here, but we're gonna kind of swing back towards this direction here in a minute. Soup, what do you think uh, we need to do with this Frito load? I know Johnny Beret, he's asked to be taken off of it. So, what are we gonna do? Well, we need to find a new driver to take care of that. Um, I don't believe that money is the issue for hauling that load. It's the amount of work involved, dropping, hooking. Um, When you get to the dairy and you unload, you have to weigh in two different places. So it takes a little bit more effort to travel from this scale, then unload, then go back to that scale. Um, I mean, it's, it's a little bit of a dirty job because sometimes that, gooey potato stuff sticks in your trailer and you have to shovel it out or push it out and then stop and wash it out uh, when you get to uh, let's just say Fort Lupton um, but ultimately the, the drivers are making about 28 to 30 dollars an hour doing that job um, is that Monday through Thursday or is that on a Friday or a Saturday yeah and last week when Linda ran it because keep in mind we take a load to plant 12 we drop, we go over to Frito, which is five minutes away. <clears throat> we do the drop and hook, and then we go up, we unload up at, you know, the dairy up there off 66, so then we can come right down to Firestone or whatnot and grab a load. So you're virtually never empty more than 10 minutes between load to load. And when Linda did the math last week, I thought it was 35 to $37 an hour is what it paid. Wow. When you connect the loads together. Right. So, But, but that's, that's kind of the issue, and I mean... Again, talking about all this kind of stuff, and, and Jam put it well the other day when we spoke about it. You know, the it's not what it pays, whether it's thirty to maybe let's make you know forty dollars an hour. The thing is, is Jam made the comment, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jam, that it's not worth it. It's not worth it because it pays forty dollars an hour. It's not worth it because you could be doing other things, right. making let's say you know thirty dollars an hour. But that's the easy thirty dollars right. an hour. Yeah. yeah, running up to fry and grabbing three quarter is easy compared yeah. to a Frito. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Just just to get the trailer from Frito is three dropping hooks. Right. <laughs> you show up, you drop your trailer, you hook to the Frito trailer, you pull it out, you drop it, you hook back to your trailer, <laughs> you put it back in the bay, you drop it, and then you hook back to the oh, so that's five. Five dropping hooks. You drop, 
hook, drop, hook, drop, six. You get, you get six, three drops, you know, three drops loaded and three drops where you drop the unloaded trailer. So you get six, six times you're connecting fifth wheel and airlines, right? And moving landing legs just, just to get the trailer out of Frito. I'm counting four, but you know more about it than me. Well, you pull up and you drop your trailer. That's one. You hook to the loaded trailer. You pull, pull it out, out and drop it. Two. Three. You hook back That's to your three. Because you hook it and drop it. <laughs> See, I'm just giving you free dropping hooks. <laughs> I wasn't going to charge you for that. But, but there's there's your point, Jim. Right. It's a it's effort. Right. Right. You're having to get out. You're having to lift up the landing legs. You're right. having to, I mean, I don't hook up all my hydraulic line and all of that stuff. Right. I just hook the red line. I move the trailer out and because right. I know I'm going to be disconnecting again. You know what I mean? So there's little tricks. Yeah. Work smart. Right. And, and get done what you need to get done. You don't need to hook up your electric, your... You know, I'm sure some people would show up and go through the full Monty of right. doing everything when an Gosh, I wouldn't think so. Maybe the first time, but... But were they taught? How were they taught, Dave? Right. Uh, I trained Ray when Ray took it over. And, and you just hooked the red line? Uh, yeah. And um, Ivan trained me. And it was after you painted the legs, Jim, so you knew exactly which hole to put it in. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it... My biggest thing when I did Frito was when you showed up and there was something in your way, like the dumpster. Right. Or sometimes there was pallets in the way. Right. And you could never find anybody. Yeah. I walked halfway around that plant and I'm thinking, geez, I'm not supposed to be here. For sure, everybody else is wearing hair nets and white coats and everything. Right. And I'm just trucking around saying, hey, yeah. bud. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it make you wonder in such a, you would think that's such an organized situation over there that... Someone was smart enough to call and go, hey, the trailer's full. Uh, are Let's, there any pallets in Boy, isn't that the truth? Right. Let's the make sure the driver the can get to it. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's full. Yeah. I know if that showed up, if the trash guy showed up here on Wednesday morning and said, I can't pick up your dumpster because there's a vehicle in the way, mm -hmm. or you put pallets in front of it, we'd be like, hey, it's Wednesday. Are there pallets in front of the trash can again? Or yeah. did they get thrown in? You know what I mean? <clears throat> you know what but, the kicker about that is, Dave? When you go in there and talk to people, and I don't know if you ever have, I don't know, you probably uh, have, Jim. Yeah. I get the feeling that it's a union job, and that's not my job. My yeah. job is to flip the chips in the fryer or whatever. Yeah, they probably get in trouble if they moved a pallet. Probably that's, would, huh? That's not your job. That's, that's I don't know, union yeah. 12, I don't know. I'm making And FYI, they all get trophies. I'm sure. <laughs> I bet they do. And none of them put the shopping cart away. Because yep. you know why? It's not their job. The union yeah. told them they didn't they have pay to. pay people to do that in the store, yes. right? Right. Whatever. Yes. Right. Oh man, we just went down the low road. It was like, it was like the free, super freeway. Free, I mean, oh my gosh! I'm gonna to have to downshift and try to drive back to the yeah, top. Yeah, man. Yeah, better start looking up. Yep. Aim high. <laughs> yeah, tough, tough stuff, you guys. But yeah, I, I know we kind of interrupted you, Super Dave. But we're looking for somebody to do the Frito job. It's it's not easy. It's it's rewarding because uh, you know somebody, a silent warrior, or a warrior is going to step up and and want to do this stuff and. You make good money at it, and, and it, is it easy? No. You know, is it worth it? Yeah, because, again, we're, we're a company that brings, uh, we take care of the customer. We bring, I don't know, something to the, I can't think of the word I'm trying to come up with. We're, we, we fill a need, and that's what we're doing at Frito. There's a need to do that. It's like doing Coors. It's like hauling to the plants, you know, and, and we get a lot of that with you guys, you know, that, that, hey, I don't like that run or I don't want to do that. And we try awful hard to, to please you guys and make it that the, it's the run, you know, or, 
oh, that run doesn't doesn't pay enough. And yet the next guy goes to dispatch, goes, I love that run. Leave me on it. That's I, I don't make any money in any place else. I make great money. You know, I, I know Linda when Linda was on the podcast and you know, Rick Gray, you'll you'll back me up. You know, she let you dispatch that one time and you come back in and go, I don't want to ever dispatch. I didn't like anything I was on. And Linda was like, You dispatched yourself, you know, and which is which is a great story, but yeah, That's you guys a funny to, story. You know, I, I think True it was story. uh uh God, was it I don't remember. I think it was Martinez that came up to me and goes, "Hey, you know, you'll." Or we're talking on the phone. He goes, "You'll never make anybody everybody happy. You just can't make everybody happy." And no. we try really hard. We do try. We know? do. Yeah. yeah. And when we see something that needs fixing, we address it and try to fix it to the best of the situation. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And that situation is something that I'd like to talk about the Frito load, um, just like when we would do the the Starbucks uh, cake. It's not about like, gosh, you know, this job doesn't pay or this job is dirty. Um, right back to the uh, the dirtiest jobs TV show, you know, think about these terrible jobs that these people do. And you know why they do it? Because it needs to get done. Yeah. And it's not anything about, well, I'm not doing that job or it's not my job. It's because it's the job. And we have a contract to haul the Frito, the, the um, you know, the spoils or whatever you'd call them so we need to get that job done and we need to do it together so let's do the job yeah and my point too is if you're comfortable you're not growing if you're uncomfortable you're growing that's funny dave i can i'm going to touch on that in the high road hall in a oh, little really? bit today yeah Ooh, a little yeah. dave office genre going yeah there, right about <laughs> so so <clears throat> repinning that dolly leg hooking the red line Pulling the fifth wheel pin, that's uncomfortable, Dave. I'm just I believe it must be because we have a lot of people that don't want to do that. Yeah. Kudos right? kudos to the guys that have tried it. Because yeah. anybody who tries it, they're like, Oh yeah, I'll do that. You know what I mean? And then it comes back to, you know, me trying to find out what's going on and hey, why don't we just throw more money at it? And you guys are so savvy, you look at the money and you're like, This isn't paying bad. Yeah, I mean when you're pushing almost forty dollars an hour. Right. You know, my and I'm not I'm not dinging on the guys that have tried it and don't yeah. want to do it anymore. But my buddy Steve Montoya from AI's told me <clears throat> people don't work harder for more money. You know, you could give somebody a raise and they're not going to work harder. They're going to work the same amount that they did before. You know, so kudos to the guys that tried it. But I think I think you guys are right for saying this run pays fine. It's just. We just need somebody to do it. Yeah. You, you want to be active. You want to be out of the truck for a little bit. You yeah. want to unhook. Do something different. Yeah, do something mm-hmm. different. Hang we, out with the cows. We, yeah, we need you to help out, you know. And it, and it's, you know, a little bit of low road trucking because you're right, Jam, about kudos to the guys that have tried it. But when Super Dave hired most of you or even if you were hired by Jam and Super Dave or all of us or, you know, Stingray or, or Rick Gray years ago, we never promised you any kind of runs, right, Super Dave? When you hire somebody, do you go, you're only going to run Plant 3 or, or no, Coors? Or- a lot of people ask that question, <clears throat> not specifically about our loads because they don't really know about our runs, but let's just use Saturday for an example. Do you guys work Saturday? Yes, we do. Oh, well, I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to work Saturdays. And then I say, okay. That's a deal breaker because it's not fair to everybody else. Right. Um, right. We it, had a driver that wanted every Tuesday off so he could do 
some business or whatever on Tuesdays. No, that's not going to work because I have 50 drivers that would love to have a day off. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we we touched upon it this morning when we talked to to Ish. You know, Jam, you spit out the kind of the numbers, you know, and I'm – you know, four years ago we did we or two years ago we didn't we worked every Saturday. You know what I mean? Now you said we address try to address problems, Super Dave. Now we work, you know, two Saturdays on, two Saturdays off. You know, the the Saturdays you you used to not get any kind of bump for Saturday. Now we've bumped Friday and Saturday. You know, we're we we seem to be trying to give a lot, you guys, and, and recognize the problem. So keep working with us. It, it works both ways. You know, it's it's the same thing about uh, the extra drivers we have. We're plus thirteen, Dave. Was that plus fourteen as of yesterday afternoon? <laughs> nice plus, job. Plus fourteen. <laughs> That's awesome. And and we're excited about that, right, Jim? Yeah. You know, congratulations and everything. You know, and and a couple of the guys I had, I think it was Austin yesterday, came to me and asked me, you know, when I was getting my own truck, and I said, you know, I, I'm not the person that does that. Have you spoke to Super Dave? And he and he spoke to Super Dave and. I know it's disheartening to some of the drivers that, hey, when do I get my own truck? When do I get my own truck? But the thing is, you guys, we have such a successful PTO program, and we're allowing seven people off a day. We're allowing the call-ins. We're, we're letting you guys build PTO days that we need extra drivers. You're not extra like you're the you're the new guy. You're 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 an integral part of our 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 culture in our plan right now our business plan because we have to have extra drivers to give people days off otherwise we have a truck set and that doesn't allow us to have paid holidays pto programs insurance newer trucks it's it's a big circle and you know part of the podcast is to be open and be transparent and teach and sometimes we just need to look at the the big pie, you know, the big pizza, not not so much your little piece. And, you know, the guys that are extra, you might not get a truck now for, I don't know, I hope you all don't quit in the next week here, but you might not get it for 60 days, right? <laughs> right. You know, but you're filling fill a cog in the wheel that is so important right now to everybody else because you also have PTO yep. that you can take advantage of. So just... Yeah, slip seating is definitely not the ideal situation for anybody, but what you're doing by being a slip seat driver is amazing, and one day somebody's going to be doing that for you. So, you know, it yep. will change, and I know <clears throat> a lot of these other companies, I mean, you're on a spare board for a long time where they'll call you if they want you to work. The nice thing about being a slip seat driver at JFW is we guarantee you a day's work. Whether we got to double up, double you up with somebody for more than a fair wage the wage we pay to be doubled up for a day is more than some drivers will make on their own you know so you're not a spare driver so to speak where we call you when you need you when we need you you're just a spare driver where you just don't have a truck assignment yet but we guarantee you work you can't beat that no you pay you so so basically if i'm a slip seat driver you know i'm gonna drive some of the time and you know if i was doubled up I'm going to drive some of the time, and then you'll drive some of the time. So you're going to pay me to drive half the day for a full day's work. You know what I mean? Full day's wage. Absolutely, Jim. And maybe it's just learning something new. Maybe you get to run Coors. Maybe you get to run a Bulker. Maybe you get to learn a rock trailer. You know, maybe you get to do the water tanker. Yeah. Maybe you get to know another driver, you know, (laughs) if if you're into community and learning about people. And, 
yeah, I think it's a good deal. So. Yeah, and it, I, I was sitting here thinking about it. it. It feels like we're preaching on these stuffs, but I, I think it's it's an education of going over the stuff again and reminding everybody what their what their place is and how important they are yep. to to what we do. Yep. You know, I help put a man on the moon. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely, absolutely. I'm just mopping the floor, but I mopped that floor so somebody didn't slip and fall and they were able to go to the moon, right? Yep. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's all part of working together. Yeah, yeah, making it work. Next on the list is uh, simplifying our PTO program. By simplifying, we don't mean changing. Uh, it's just going to be easier for the person that's here from brand new to one year because right now it's just a little bit complicated about how those first six days work because they're preloaded so we're coming up with some ideas to make that a little simpler to understand for everybody so that's in the works i'm excited about that (laughs) yeah not to get off the deal jim i think the you know it is it is difficult and what we tried to do was if everybody is aware of it or not aware of it is for gosh did it start in 2021 or was it 2022? What year is it now? 2022, right? <laughs> it, it just started. 21. <laughs> 21 a year ago? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Time warp. So anyway, Colorado, you guys, passed a law that all employers had to offer sick pay. Yeah. And they call it either the Colorado Sick or Colorado Six is kind of the nickname of it. But it was mandatory from the state of Colorado for us to pay you for sick leave. Colorado's trying to make this a better state to be an employee in. We're trying to make it a better place to be an employee. And so we offered those days preloaded, right, right. Jim? That's how that's how those six sick those six days get there if you're a new person. Yep. We would the day you walk in the door, we would preload six sick days. But you can't use them all right away. Right? And that's the confusing that's part. The confusing because they're part. there. Yeah. But Colorado Asked us to put in there, but Colorado set it up that you earn those. Yep. You earn it at one hour every 30 hours up to 48 hours, which we consider six days. Right. Right. So basically, simple math, it's a half a day a month. Right. Is what it boils down to. Because six days, you got 12 months. Six divided by 12 is a half. Right. So we just preloaded it. But if you worked here one month and you wanted to take, two two days of pto well you don't have that on the books yet right so it's just confusing and i think we've come up with a way to simplify that but and it's only confusing when you first start here for the right. new employee right once you're here once you're here a year, you've gotten it yeah. when you hit your one-year anniversary <clears throat> boom those six days are loaded and they're yours yeah and the reason we do that is because in our previous vacation <clears throat> policy and then the pto program we came out with before we knew about the Colorado six or sick. We'll have to find out. I think you're right, Jim. I think it is six. Uh, we were going to give you six days on your anniversary anyway. It was five, and then we said, okay, we'll make it six to cover the Colorado six. So it'll only be for your first year, and then everything else is the same. But I'm excited to simplify that. That'll help with admin and stuff here. So Yep, yep. So I'm going to uh, read a quote, and then we can get into the next topic. I'm glad you guys agreed to talk about this because I think it's a thorn in all of our flesh. But the quote is... Sounds so festering. <laughs> it is. <laughs> a thorn in our flesh. It's it not is. A thor- it's not a thorn in your side. It it's sounds so much more harsh when it's 
a thorn in your flesh. But if you don't treat that wound, if you don't try to address the thorn, if you don't cut the rose bush back, if you don't put some medicine on it, how do we, how do we fix it? So go go ahead, Jim. It didn't festers mean and gets angry. Skeet <laughs> thorn. Yeah. You gotta, Becomes deep. Yes. Right? So nothing will kill a great employee faster than watching you tolerate a bad one. Right? So my question is, what should we do about teammates that are not a culture fit they don't follow our policies, but they do a quote unquote good job. In, in, in here, I'll throw it out here since you, we started before we started the podcast. Jam asked, "Is that a is that a good question?" And you're thinking, and we're all thinking to ourselves, "Well, that's a dumb question. If they don't do their job, what do you do with them?" Right. Well, no, they do their job, but they don't do it correctly. They don't fit our culture, and I don't mean they don't fit our. What I mean by they don't fit our culture, they don't fit the JFW creed. Right. The together program. There you go. The together program. Culture. Yeah. And then they don't follow policies. Right. Should they not just be fired? Should they not just be fired? Or or led to find success elsewhere. Right. And back to the Jocko Willen quote, when it comes to leadership and standards, not what you preach, it's what you accept. Mm -hmm. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Spot on. But when we, you know, part of our creed, when we want to you know, serve others and help and, and be part of that. Are we allowing these guys to, to slide? Is that a not slide to get by or, or I don't know what, what I'm trying to, to get at, I guess. I think part of the problem is we start having vested interest in people because of the longevity. You know, if we have a guy that shows up in the first two months, I mean, he's not our culture and he's not paying attention to policy there's a really good chance that person won't work here. Yeah. But when a guy's been here for five years, which maybe shouldn't have happened, when he's been here this long, or she's been here this long, we'll just make it inclusive, then it's kind of hurtful because that is a teammate, that is a family member, that's somebody that has been part of the growth of JFW. So I think that just kind of muddies the waters a little bit. Sure, It's not sure. as black and white. And I don't, I mean... I guess if he's upset, but I've had enough conversations with him, I, I would mention, you know, we, we talked about wearing the PPE and we've had conversations with him. We've had conversations with him as a group. We've had conversations with other people, right. you know, uh, about the creed and what it means and representing us. And here's a guy, he's, he's a longtime employee, six years, I believe. And, you know, he, he basically got in trouble for not wearing the PPE the other day. And, and I had to say something to him, and that's, you know, do you want to look at firing him? No, he's a long-term employee, just like you said. But is that is that the JFW creed? But what else is there, <laughs> I, I guess, is the question. Like, if hey, if a guy wasn't wearing his PPE one time, okay, hey, please wear your PPE. But when it's a constant battle, and I'm not, I'm not talking about anybody specifically, but when it's a constant battle to, okay, Wear your seatbelt. Now you're not doing that. Okay, now you're going to do that. Now you're not, not going to wear your PPE. But the frustrating part for anything is when you don't respect the leadership team and when I can notice other leaders being frustrated with the situation, you know, becoming disengaged. You know, for, for me personally, how do I enforce policy on 110 other drivers when this person doesn't need to follow it? That makes my job difficult because to me that's special treatment. You know, if he doesn't need to do it, then you don't need to do it. it. It's as simple as the guy leaving at 601 
And we're saying that's okay when everybody else left before six o'clock. Right. I mean, we can't, we can't do that job. You, 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 Jam, you have everybody else that's <clears throat> following the rules. Right. But the person that leaves at 602 or 601, he's paid the price. I mean, there's, he, there's things that come with that. Like, yep. hey, you left late. Now you're disqualified from your percentage bump for the week. Right. You're disqualified from a PTO day. Okay. Yep. But yep. good. Good point. So your your question there, how is that person penalized? Not, not, not. Yeah, that's just it. They're not. Right. They're not. And right. that. And how does that look? How does that make all the rest of us look? Not good. Right. Yeah. Because we're. What are we putting up with? Exactly. All all, all the all the questions. <laughs> right. You know, they're all the questions. All, all all good stuff. And I, I mean, we're we're talking about it on the podcast to be transparent. Yep. Because it's it's not right. It's not. So, yeah, I, I don't know if we're getting anywhere, but we're <laughs> we're getting it off our chest. We're throwing it out in there. We're, we're telling everybody we recognize it, right? Yeah. You know, and that's the other thing. When you have a new driver notice a senior driver not not doing things at JFW way, what, what encourages <laughs> that driver to do it the right way? You know, hey, that guy's been here over five years. He's not looking out his back window he's not wearing his ppe yeah he's not sweeping off the back of his trailer yeah, he's not coming to work on time he doesn't listen to leaders around he here. doesn't post trip yeah why should i do any he's of those not things? pre-tripping yeah i yeah, mean when we talk about it the answer is so black and white but it gets complicated i guess mm-hmm. right you no know. because you care because this little thing right here in your chest that goes <laughs> beat 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 gets involved yeah. yeah it becomes it becomes emotional whether it's emotional cut and dried or it's an emotional to give a chance yeah you we know. talk about pulling weeds around here, you know, because you could have the the nicest crop, the nicest grass, you know, but every once in a while, that weed's going to pop out of nowhere, and it just sucks the life out of the rest of the crop. Yeah, yeah because you've you've added fertilizer and water to the green grass. Yep. Poured and, into it. And, and some, it's going to find root, yep. right? It's just, it's just, you know, yeah, there's so much to, to talk about there that, that it leaves you... Legion circles. Legion, a frustrating circle. Yep. Well, I'd like to hear from the fleet about this, you know, even if you're not a driver. If you're do something else here at JFW, you got my email. I'd love to hear some ideas of what you think we should do. You know, and, and I mentioned it, maybe I have, you know, I know in other podcasts, you know, if, if I go out just for an example and not wear my PPE, my hard hat, stuff like that, um, who's going to say anything really to me? You know, how, how am I going to get in trouble? What... You know, even if they call you Jim, you're going to go. Well, that's that was Brother Jim. I'm not going to. You, know, you you'll still say something to me because you give me shit about it, and I and I deserve it. Let me pull the video. <laughs> right, let me pull the video. But but why do I put my stuff on? That's what we do. Those are the rules. That's what our customer asks us to do, and that's what we're going to do. Yep. And and why should we not expect that from everybody else? And and we're just. We're just picking on the PPE. Jim mentioned it, you know, the showing up on time. You know, we talked about turning your tickets in. We talked about respecting you, you, the leadership team and people around you. Uh, you know, the wearing your seatbelt, you know, following too close, sweeping your trailer out, uh, doing pre-trip and post-trip. Um, it's, it's all the- Not being level when you send your trailer up. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's you all know, that. In the end, it's the same thing. Yeah. Not getting out and looking at your trailer. I don't know how many times so you don't hit something. Let me ask you this: If you've worked here for five years and you're getting out of your truck 
at a plant or a pit without your PPE, do you think it's because you forgot? <laughs> or do you think it's because you don't care? It was a choice. Or, it was or, a choice. or that's cool. Or you just don't care. Right? Yeah, yeah you, you don't, don't buck care. the system. Same thing about, how about calling in at the end of the day on the radio? Yeah. You know, it, it, it's busy in the afternoons, right. but if you don't call in at 3.30 and you come in anyway, you know as well as everybody that you had a chance to go get another possible load. Right. You didn't call in because you wanted to come in, yep. and that's not it. You don't call in at 5 o'clock because you show up here at 6. There's no way you got another load. Right. That might be, that. that is just different. Yeah, I mean, there's an easy fix for those guys. We've talked about it, but, I mean, you come in without calling in, you can be a slip seat. Yeah. So. Yep. Yep. Good, good stuff. And and Jam said it, you guys. You got you got some feedback. Give yep. us some feedback. Let's talk about it on the next podcast. You got some teammates that aren't holding their weight. Oh. Yep. Yeah, and it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that they're they're berated or you know called names or anything like that. It should be that like. Hey, this is the standard. This is our culture. This is our brotherhood. This is how JFW looks at. You know, we talked about the, you know, the guy that flips a cigarette out the window or or how how things how things look and how things really are. You know that perspective. That, the perspective. You know, I, I know we were uh, you know, the one instant we talked about it, the guy that flipped the, the cigarette out the window, they had a marine license plate on their car that I talked about that one time. Well, that makes me judge all Marines, and that's that's far from from that truth. You know what I mean? I would never never do that. You know it. You, the comment that you brought up on the podcast last week. You know JFW stands for just whites. How how ridiculous that is, and and I, I don't know. I know we mentioned it on the podcast, but Jam actually on on Facebook. If you guys follow Facebook, he challenged, He didn't argue with the guys. He didn't the the person on the on facebook he didn't argue with them he didn't call them bad names he didn't he didn't say what a what a dumbass or anything like that what he did was i challenge you to come here in the mornings or in the afternoon when all our employees are here leaving or 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 getting in and look at the faces of diversity we have here and make that comment again and and you can't do that you know, you can't do that. And I have to say on Facebook, there was several comments was, oh, my friend works there and right. he's Hispanic. Yeah, Hispanic. Yeah, right. And I mean, I mean, man, that's just that's we just talked about it with Veronica last week. And I just it blows my mind. It's even a conversation point. Right. You know what I mean? It just has never been an issue. That's just that's not the issue. That's not who JFW is. Yeah. You feel right. like we shouldn't talk about it. It's like the it's yeah. like the shooters where they really don't mention them names right. they don't want to give them their five minutes of fame yeah and, and maybe we them. shouldn't give that person their five minutes of fame yeah. but right. sometimes you feel like you just you have to defend those comments by look we have proof <laughs> right. i mean it's not yeah. us yeah you know and and maybe i want to tell somebody in australia that that's seen the facebook post you know that's that's not us that's like right Ke- goes, kevin palmer haters gonna hate yeah yeah and you, and you can't you know again can't make everybody happy. Nope. Sure can't. All right. Let's get into some safety topics of the week. First one we got is passing the trucks on the road while they're waiting for fuel. What happened out there, Jim? 
Yeah, you know, I know we we sometimes watch <laughs> you guys leave in the morning, and uh, you know, it's it's interesting how everybody's mindset is about getting going in the morning and getting their loads and getting out the driveway and stuff like that. And it's kind of the same thing in the afternoons when we all hit the yard at the at the same time, trying to get fuel and and different things like that, and. I know we've talked about it, but we did, we did a demo at one of the safety meetings several years ago where we lined everybody up shoulder to shoulder, and we passed them at 10 miles an hour with the truck moving, and we passed you at 5 miles an hour with it moving. And what a difference those two speeds were, right, Super Dave? I mean, it was... Night and day. I mean, it was it was amazing. And I just want to tell everybody, when you're inside that truck and you're in that cab and and you're you're safe and you're in control of that vehicle it's not what it looks like on the ground and it's not what it looks like to the person outside and i watched the other day the afternoon we had a couple people sitting waiting to turn in one of the driveways and and of course a couple trucks went around them they didn't need fuel i I think one of them happened to be a bulker but they flew past the two trucks sitting there and flew by, I mean, like, it might have been 10 miles an hour. But again, I, I've said it before. If somebody would walk out from in front of that hood, walk out, you know, somebody somebody come around the trailers or anything like that, I just, I just have to throw it out there. Please, you guys, slow down. Think of everybody else. Don't think about, I just got to get parked. I'm just going to get around these trucks. The safety aspect of you going fast and being able to get stopped if, you know, what if one of our guys happened to throw out the door and, and jump off the step, you know, because he's going to bump his tires while he's waiting. It doesn't matter, but just the slow in and out of the driveways, slow passing people, slow in and out of the plants, slow in and out of the pits. It's it's a thing. Well, and we talk when, <clears throat> when do we have our most accidents on the way to the yard. Yep. Everybody's in a hurry to get in that yard. End of the and, day. Ironically, you know, this yard's been here since 1976 when we moved here, 77. I've never not found it when I show up. It's always here, <laughs> right? It'll be here when you get here at 5. It'll be here when you get here at 3. It'll get here when you show up at 6. It'll be here at 5 tomorrow morning. I've never not found it. I show up, and it's here every day. It's the craziest thing. It's never left. Yeah. It'll always be here, so you don't have to rush. It's even on Google now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so also moving over and slowing down for traffic on the shoulder of the road. We just had another complaint the other day. I'm going to read it, and Facebook is so powerful, it's crazy. But this guy sent us a private message. said, good evening. Did you guys have trucks on the road today on 76? And this was on a Sunday. I'm more than disappointed in your CDL drivers. I was trying to change a tire just before Lock Bowie exit, and neither truck slowed down nor got onto the other lane. One driver was a young lady. He was talking about who was pulled over on the side of the road. I would expect this from all the other crazy people in cars, boats, and campers, but not professional CDL drivers on a Sunday to boot. So I'm like, okay, well, sorry, that was your experience. Let me look into it. Samsara is so easy to find things. So I just did a... uh, I just did a, was somebody near this area at these times and I came up with two trucks and then it was pretty disappointing one of the trucks was ours. Pulled the video, sent it to the driver. He apologized, you know, he said I should have got over. There was a, 
a Jeep that was speeding in the left lane. When I say speeding, just traveling faster. He didn't think mm-hmm. he could get over. He felt bad. He knew he messed up right away. He didn't like watching the video. But, yeah, not cool, guys. You, you, you know, know, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jim, but how many times do we hear that when all you have to do is lift on the throttle? Slow you down. got three J-Kids that come on. Yep. Slows that truck instantly. You yep. even have a pedal next to the throttle pedal that you can apply some brakes. And get the hell out of the way. Yeah. Give that person on that shoulder that you are less than 36 inches from at 50 miles an hour some birth. Yeah. I mean, it's 70, just... 72 miles an hour. Ooh. Yeah. So Cruz said even. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, t- I'm talking 10 miles an hour and you right. pass somebody at 72. The yeah. guy trying to change his... That would like to go home to his family in case yep. something would... I mean, what if he's... What if he's taken off the lug nut and slips off yeah. and falls into your lane? And that's great that the driver, hopefully he learned from that video, will never do that again. And, and just like you just said, Dave, I was just going to ask you, Jam, when you were asking that, how many times have we ever gotten a call for your truck slowed up? Too much. Too much. <laughs> never. Actually, we have. We've, we've got like one call one time. We even had one or two calls where it was like, Hey, I was merging on the highway and your truck hit the brakes and let me in. But I mean, it's seriously, it's like a total of three calls in 30 years. Right. So. Yeah. So I did a little research on a person that complained because it was on Facebook and uh, this guy's an actual rancher and farmer and a dad, you know, he's got X amount of head of cattle and hardworking man and he's got beautiful family and kids and he doesn't need that. And who knows who the young lady was on the road? Was that his daughter? Was a stranger that he was just stopping to help? I mean, imagine you pull over to help somebody and get killed by a by a truck who can't move over or slow down. Well, and we look at that on every, I mean, we just had a state patrolman on. On the back of every car and every tow truck you see, what does it say on the back? Move over. Slow down. Move over. It's the law. Right. Right? I mean, this... This isn't rocket science. Yeah, I know it's the law for emergency vehicles. It needs to be the law for any vehicle. Yeah, does it, yeah. Does, does it matter? You yeah. know, and, and, and you, we didn't bring this up to, to berate that driver, you no. know, and, you know, when we've been, you know, talk, you know told that we, we talk down to people or we're, we're, you know, we harp on this. We bring this up because we need to be better. Yeah. This is if we don't talk about it again, like all this stuff. How are we going to change our culture? How are we going to be better than other truck drivers? And he and the guy said it. That was that's a wonderful post. He expected more from a CDL driver. Why, Jim? Or why, Dave? Because we're professionals. Exactly. Yeah. Act like it. That's yeah. all. That's all we're talking about. Let's act like it. Let's be better. Let's stand this. You know, wouldn't it have been nice to get a Facebook post that. Your truck slowed down. There's yeah. there's the opposite. No. Moved over. What if we stopped and tried to help the damn guy? Right. Nobody moved over except for the JFW truck. That would have been nice. Right. Talk about headlines in the paper the next day. Right. Nobody moved over but the JFW truck. Right. There's a there's a culture. Yep. So yeah, good doing the right thing even when nobody's looking. Yeah. Pushing that putting that basket away, that shopping cart away. You know, and again, we're not doing it to bash people. We're doing it to talk about it, to give you guys all something to think about when these situations come up. To be so, better. So we can be better, Dave. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, I guess we can not get ahead of you, Jam, but the next thing, being distracted, but not from your phone. I mean, yeah. 
maybe, and I, I don't know if I'm enjoying your Sunday drive, no traffic, 72 miles an hour, you got the cruise set on here, you're distracted because that person up there is changing a flat, but you're not going to, because you're, I don't know, you're thinking about getting home in a couple hours, you know, you're thinking about watching your favorite Sunday night TV show. Yep. I, I don't know. That's something else distracting you. You could just be distracted from your thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah. I know uh, it's happened to me. I've taken a phone call <laughs> on a headset, of course, and uh, next thing you know, you miss your exit. Yeah, you know, it's like an important phone call where you you are so focused on the outcome of that phone call. Yeah, you shouldn't be driving, and next right. thing you know, you miss your exit. Oh man, what am I doing? I missed my exit. Like, yeah, you j- you're not multitasking. Yeah. <laughs> you but know? the whole time, your eyes were on the road, right? Oh yeah, never I mean, never took your eyes off the road. No, I was yeah. I was quote unquote being safe. You know what I mean? I felt like I was. You know, I didn't run anything over. I didn't run off the road. But, I mean, you missed your exit. Where's your head at? Yeah. 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 Yeah, And, you you, you know, I feel like we're we're talking so much about the drivers. You know, we're not talking about the wash bay or dispatch or the mechanics. But different situation. Mechanics out there, they they got a couple people they're working with, you know. And they're, they're, let's say they're changing a tire. And, you know, Ricky happens to go to, to, I, I I don't know whoever and go Chris and go, Hey, did you tighten those lug nuts up on that wheel? Chris like, Oh no, I I got distracted. Mm -hmm. You know, you got somebody there to help out when we're in our trucks, we're by ourselves. You know, there, there's nobody helping us, but our, but us in that, in that cubicle all day long by ourselves. So it's, it's truly, there's more pressure on us as drivers. And there again, that's, that's a professional. That's that, that CDL. That's where that comes into play yeah so we do want to apologize to you the guy's name was clinton i won't give his last name out but we apologize for that situation and we'll talk to our driver more about that was his first name president (laughs) good good news is though we 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 will be better no he's he i don't think he's on that side oh yeah yeah Yeah. Uh. (laughs) i'm not even gonna go there yeah not that's, a Democrat. Is that what you're saying, Jim? That's that's next week, right? Uh, oh, man. Good anyway. stuff. Good stuff. Hey, I do want to touch on uh, uh, just why we've got a little bit of safety topics. We had an accident in the shop with the night crew this last week, you guys. Uh, with all the trucks with the urge to move, it is critical, 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 critical. You have to set those brakes if you're going to get out of the truck. Not the trailer brakes. You need to set the tractor brakes. I'm not going to harp on putting the vehicle in neutral. Of course, you need to do that. But the biggest habit you can get in is set those tractor brakes. That will default and take the truck out of drive and default that mode. So the biggest habit you can get is when you get out of that truck, set those tractor brakes. The 65 trucks that we have, or 68 or so now, because we're having the new ones programmed the same way, if you open the door to the truck, and the brakes aren't set, the backup alarm goes on. We've done that on purpose in the programming as a safety catch. So we actually had a a mechanic out here at night. He pulled up to the bay door and and, uh, pulled the pinch valve down, forgot and left the truck in drive, and hopped out to open the tailgate. Not to correct you, did he not set the trailer brakes? He he did not. He pulled the pinch valve down, had a conversation with him, pulled the actual bar down on the Freightliners. Okay, okay, because I want to make the point, Dave, even if you set the trailer brakes, and I thought he set the trailer brakes, it'll drag the oh, trailer. Oh, of course. That's the reason I'm driving the point home. It's got to be tractor brakes. Yeah. 
that those trucks will drag those trailers all over the place when they're empty. Yes. I mean, you're talking a 16,000-pound tractor pulling a 9,000-pound trailer with one axle on the ground, empty. It's going to pull that truck trailer all over the place. And the computer doesn't pick up that you pulled the button or the pinch valve. Correct. For the trailer. Yes, for the trailer. Yep. It defaults the tractor and takes the transmission out of drive if you set the tractor brakes. So anytime you get out of that vehicle, it's just so imperative you set that darn tractor brake you have to set that tractor brake i'm just i'm gonna harp on it and harp on it and harp on it you have to set that tractor brake of course put the truck in neutral but number one set that tractor brake it is just i'm gonna start driving that point home i mean i'm surprised it's taken this long to have one of those incidents i'm thankful no one got hurt uh, we were able right. to make the repairs and and whatnot and get get whole again, but it was an expensive, expensive mistake. So uh, please, you guys, if you get out of those trucks, set that tractor brake. No other brakes. That's the the pinch valve, the trolley valve, whatever you want to call the Johnny Bar. It says right on it, not for parking. You do not get out of the cab if that is the only thing set. Yep. Set that tractor brake. One hundred percent. Yeah, we we talk about that with everybody, you guys too. That. You know, the, the mechanic, he he owned it, his mistake, said he didn't put it in neutral, all that kind of stuff, you know, offered to pay for the damages. And what we do with so many people is we told him, you know, we're not after being paid for the damages, but one thing you can do for us is if you ever see another mechanic not pull the tractor brake or, you, or the door opens up and the backup alarm goes off or you hear that, is to preach that for us. And same thing goes for all you guys. You know, if you back into a bin or, you know, have an accident, you hit a post, you hit the scale, it's not about paying for the damage. No, we don't want to pay for the damage. And you lose your safety bonus and things like that. But the thing is, is to pass your knowledge on to the next person. Absolutely. You see somebody pulling on the scale and they're talking on the CB why they're pulling on, grab them and go, hey, you know, this happened to me. Not saying it's going to happen to you. This happened to me. I hit the scale when I was talking on the CB. Or, you know, I didn't set the, the trailer, the tractor brakes, and the tractor pulled the, the trailer and ran into the garage door. Pass your knowledge on. That's the, that's the biggest thing you can do to help everybody out is to pass your mistakes on and, and what you've learned. Teach. It's, it's an amazing thing. Yep. And ask for training. Yeah. Which is our next topic. Yeah. <laughs> if, uh, if you feel like you want to know something around here, who was the driver who just brought that up? Ish. This Ish. morning. Yeah. This morning. About going to Morrison? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was that who we were talking about yeah. the other yeah, day? Yeah, when he was up there with Jimmy and they, you know, and, and Ish even said the other, the other Ben had the, had so much water in it. Right. No, there was another driver. Actually, Jr. met up with him, Mike. Mike oh, Vasquez. Yes. <clears throat> Mike yes. Vasquez. He he didn't feel comfortable going to Morrison. Oh yeah, right. No. And he wanted to get better at it. So I think Jr. did one round to two rounds with him to yeah. get him trained up. Guys, we're here for you. Uh, Jr. and Scooby, Pat, even myself. If we need to go do a round or two with you to to make you feel more comfortable about something, please let us know. We'd be happy to help you out. Yeah, but Ish did. Did ask to go to Morrison as well. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and you know, Linda made a remark too, Jam, that, you know, it might have been tough for Mike to ask for help because sometimes you just, you know, it's like asking for directions. You know, you just don't want to ask for directions and, and, you know, you, you should ask for help because there's nothing, there's nothing embarrassing about it. Ask for directions all the time, man. Time yeah, not, is money. 
I'm not yeah. gonna wait around somewhere. <laughs> Where's this at? I mean, I asked Google Google Maps for directions. <laughs> you still ask somebody. <laughs> right. You've seen that meme where the tractor trailer's in the river, right? And yeah. it's sideways and it said my Qualcomm told me to turn here. That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, because I also like those Instagram books. Hey, hey, you can't park there. You know, and you see right. that truck or a car park sideways right. or, or wrecked or whatever. Uh, yeah. Everybody good? We want to hit us with the high road hauling? Yeah, let's do it, Super Dave. Okay, well, who likes to be stressed out? I love it. Anybody yeah. like to be stressed out? Pit in my stomach, the whole bit. Yeah. 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 Well, this today's high road haul, and this one here is about how to turn off harmful stress like a switch. Would you rather speak in front of 500 people for an hour or be stuck in an elevator with your ex? <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Would you rather get a cavity drilled or be forced to take a four hour Zumba class? Would you rather lose your car keys before work? or lose your internet connection before an online meeting. None of these options are good, but they all have something in common. They invoke stress. What stresses you out? How do you deal with that dreaded feeling? And how do you know there's a bulletproof method? Oh, I'm sorry. And did you know there's a bulletproof method for disarming stress? Stress is defined as mental or emotional strain resulting from adverse or demanding circumstances. You've no doubt heard the story of Viktor Frankl, the inspiring psychiatrist who survived imprisonment in the Nazi concentration camp before the, uh, during the Holocaust. He observed firsthand the profound difference between his fellow prisoners who lost hope and soon died. Compared with those who found a purpose, focusing on that purpose allowed them to take back some measure of psychological control. The difference was literally life and death. What if I told you that same powerful difference in focus and mindset is impacting you right now? The stress we experience is based on our perception of what's going to happen next. If we anticipate a threatening situation, our body releases stress hormones to prepare us uh, to face the threat. But if we believe we have control over a threatening stimulus, then we don't need to prepare for that threat in the same way. We don't need to be on full alert with the fight or flight response. Let's return to the story of Viktor Frankl. Faced with unimaginable hardship, he had no idea of how long the torment would continue. There was no guarantee of rescue, and many of his companions died of starvation, illness, or worse. What he did do differently, or what did he do differently to cope with the stress? He changed the focus of his attention. Frankel searched for the meaning and purpose in the smallest daily actions, like caring for a friend or saving a scrap of string that might be useful later. That's because our perception of reality is, to a large extent, created by the focus of our attention. Want to add another tool to combat stress? Counterintuitively, one of the best things we can do to add to our tool belt is an entirely different belief about stress one befriending it instead of battling against it. In her, in her TED Talk, psychologist Dr. Kelly McGognell revealed an important insight that changed her own mind about stress. After decades of educating people about the dangers of stress and imploring them to reduce stress for the sake of health, Dr. McGognell discovered an unexpected trend in the data. When people believed stress was something bad, that stress must be avoided, it had a far worse impact on their health. In contrast, among those who perceived stress as a normal part of pursuing goals, 
there was no correlation between higher stress and poor health. So let's stress for success. After we learn to see stress as something to harness rather than run from, we can take things one step further. Let's see what happens when you pursue stress deliberately on your own terms, when you intentionally push yourself outside your comfort zone, which Dave talked about earlier, um, this, this, and schedule periods of rest and recuperation, something in, interesting happens. Your capacity to endure stress increases, as if you've created a new set point for what feels normal. If done correctly, as you steer towards stress, difficult challenges begin to feel more like an adventure. Emotionally, you'll experience a sense of thriving and empowerment as you navigate your way towards difficult goals rather than feeling of being crushed by their weight. Then when you steer away from stress, you'll experience a deeper level of relaxed contentment that contributes to your well-being both mentally and physically. Bottom line, stress isn't your enemy. It's not even a bad thing. Stress is, in a very real way, what you make of it. You can take control of it, or you can let it control you. The choice is yours. And the quote today, the truth is that there is no actual stress or anxiety in the world. It is your thoughts that create these false beliefs. You can't package stress, touch it, or see it. There are only people engaged in stressful thinking by Wayne Dyer. He was a very uh, successful and famous motivational speaker and author that talked about success. Yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. It's like everything else. You're in control of it, aren't you, Dave? You are. Yep. You yep. choose to be stressed out or if you choose to you take not. control, you are in yep. control. Yeah. I like it. Final thoughts, guys? Yeah, I would, I would have to say, Jam, I don't know. I hope this is a good podcast that that we talked about some important things, reminded people of things. But um, I think my final thought would be kind of like, because you're in control of it, like Dave's High Road Holland and stuff is to be the change. You, you want to you wanna be different, have things different. You have to change them. You have to try to do that. And, and hopefully that change is, is something positive and, and you can accomplish that. It's, you know, we've... You, you read so many so much stuff and you listen to so much stuff. It's that simple task of, you know, surviving and doing something between life and death. That, that one uh, speaker on that commencement speech where he says, get up and make your bed in the morning. You know, that one simple tasks, task leads you through the day. And when you come back, you have a task that you accomplished when you climb in bed is that bed was made. So mm. be, be the change, you guys. Let's... Let's all be better together. I like it. Doesn't it feel good to climb into a made bed, though? Yeah. Versus an unmade bed? It yeah. just, I don't know, it just feels better to me. <laughs> Doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I don't know if I sleep better, but it does feel better <laughs> yeah. getting in there. But when that Dave's looking at me like, are you crazy? A bed's a bed. <laughs> no, on the contrary. I, I do. I'm very, very lucky. My wife turns down the bed every day, and it's all folded nice and... It's pretty nice to climb nice. into. Does she put I, the I don't sheet like on upside down so when she flips it over, it's right side up? Uh, yeah, she yeah, sure so does. Yeah, so you sleep in the oh, good part. How do you want That's to sleep right. in the sleep in the good part, right? That's right. Yeah. Not the, yeah. the fancy part? Yeah. I don't know what you yeah. what you call that. Yeah. I like order. As you guys know, I'm constantly stretching or straightening my papers <laughs> and things like that. So when things are in order, 
Life is good. Definitely yeah. a comfort zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. If I was in that, that uh, prison or whatever, I'd be straightening everything out just to make right? sure everything's okay. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I guess I want to throw hope out there. Hope is a feeling of desire and expectation that things will go well in the future. Uh, you can't give up on hope. Uh, you know, I think, you know, the, the High Road Holland that you read in there, Dave, those, those people, when they're in prison, you know, like if they're falsely accu- accused or something, when those people lose hope, they're done for. That's right. You know, and I guess every day hope gives me the inspiration that, you know, I hope we're going to have a safe day. I hope we've done all the training we can do. You know, I hope everybody comes to work today. I hope everybody's family is healthy. I hope everybody, you know, again, is safe out there. Just hope, you know, you have to have hope. So, yeah, that's that's my final thoughts for the day. Got it. Soup? That's important. I agree, Dave. You, you can't ever lose hope. And uh, sometimes it seems like there is no hope, but you are in control of your hope. Right. Just, right? I, I mean, I have, we've just gone full yeah. circle just in five minutes That's here. Right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Good. Yeah. So uh, early in the week, we were shooting some emails back and forth, and I mentioned I felt that we were divided on the topic of <laughs> <laughs> what to do. With, I love division, though. You, Controversy. You, yeah. Yeah, so you, you shot back an email that was pretty extreme. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a difference between diversity and being divided, <laughs> right? You said that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, uh, it must have been five minutes later, Dave, this pretty cool thing about what a team has popped up on my desktop. And yeah. Anyway, a team is not just people who work at the same time in the same place. A real team is a group of very different individuals who enjoy working together and are committed to working cohesively to help the organization achieve its common goals and fulfill its purpose. And I like to drill down on that, common goals and its purpose. Being a part of a team and feeling support from your teammates is one of the best feelings one can have at work. There's a power in a group of people who work together toward a shared goal. This is what true support is all about. Supported teams are successful teams. Leaders are only as successful as their teams, and the great ones know that with the right team, dynamics, decisions, and diverse personalities, everybody wins. That's my final thought. That's awesome. I like that. And you do get a good feeling of support when you're working together as a team. Yep. It's a wonderful feeling. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody. Have a safe week. See you all. Have a great week. Toodaloo, buggeroo.